1: What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to the CHGO Bulls Podcast. Presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. This is Big Dave. <laughs> That's Big Dave. Don't cut to my single camera when I'm introducing my
2: guys. God, it must be so nice to have a single camera. Yeah, it
3: must be a thing.
1: He deserves it. He deserves it so it. Nice. In, in no such way.
0: Tomorrow, one of you guys gets a single camera. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the man in the
2: middle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> man in the middle is Pink Dave. He is at Pal BWL Sports. Powell. Will, the go Gottlieb, is it Will underscore Gottlieb on Twitter? RPL and producer Joey Spathis is at Joey Spathis. Child. Get him to 800 people. We are underscore Bulls. Give us a follow as well. Uh, happy Thursday? Thursday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Kevin,
3: is it Thursday? <laughs> Yay! All
1: right. Up up. All right, uh, a up right. Bulls are off tonight, but season. we are here uh, doing a show. We are here doing a show. Could not be happier about that. Hey, everybody in the so chat. So, this is a nice full house at the studio today. Mr. Hernandez, a bunch are of people chatting with our UK. Blackhawks people. We got, we, got Kev, uh, we, we got Kevin in the office, hard mm-hmm. work. We got Jake and Chris working over there on something mm-hmm. that looks tailgating.
3: That dude looked tailgating.
1: Come know, to our Bears tailgate, y'all. I was, I was about Sunday. to be
3: upset for a second because I looked in there, I saw the Green Ridge Farms, right? And then mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute, where the hell is my water? And then I couldn't find my water. I thought they threw my water out. And then I saw it sitting on the counter right there. And so I put it right back in the fridge. Yes. Because I was going to march y'all and say, hey, coach, where's my water? But Dave, who
1: needs, who needs water when you have a fridge packed to the gills with Green Ridge Farm
3: meats. That's a great point. But after that, you're gonna need some water. Yeah. No, that's not how you roll? Yeah. No, just the meat and that's it. Dave, yeah. Dave nice. puts back water at
2: an alarming rate. At an, rate. an
3: alarming that's rate, true.
1: according an alarming to Joe. And Dave puts back water the way I put back sausages.
0: That's Will, right. Will, <laughs> you love that quote. I, I really
2: it. do. That's like one of the best things I've heard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I fully mean it. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm
2: 100.
3: percent Water
0: intoxication—it's a thing. You can—you can drink too much water. Yeah,
3: I like how Joey went from went from. I really drank three, but I like how I went to five. Yeah, every, every it time it's like by you know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, it keeps it keeps going up, but I let it go because it's a good you know Paul Bunyan. It's a good bit. Big of Dave had thing, 15. So he had 15, 15 liquid
0: deaths during the fourth quarter of there the you 76ers game. Only 12 in the pack, but I had 15 so many.
3: liquid deaths. <laughs> Y'all had five packs of liquid death. Are you hiding liquid death from me? Talk about the Bulls.
0: Talk about the Bulls before we lose our audience.
3: (laughs) nothing,
1: Shout out to uh, Joel in the comments who said, I'm going to watch the dishes and watch you guys. Way to
0: multitask.
3: That's right, That's
1: why we're here for you. We make the dishes great. That's right. We wanted to talk today a little bit about what this Bulls team's identity appears to be through their first nine games. Uh, We'll look at some splits, some stats, where the Bulls' ratings are offensively and defensively starting unit versus second unit uh, and then also kind of take a look ahead to what the next nine games are on the schedule and maybe parts of their identity that they need to shore up in these next nine games as they sit at five and four through the first nine. Before that though we wanted to take a look around the league a few teams that are catching our eye uh, and included in that is having an honest to goodness conversation about what's going on with the Brooklyn Nets and one of their star players Kyrie Irving right now. We have Mentioned it in passing over the past couple of weeks as this has been going on, but we haven't actually talked about it. So we wanted to take the opportunity today on Bulls off day to do that. Um, so the Nets are off to a rough start, two and six, including yes. a loss to the Bulls earlier this week. Yeah.
0: Pack, can I jump in here really quick? Sure. I just want to say it's important to me. I talked to Will about it. it's important. Please just be. I'm Jewish. I'm behind the screen right now. I'm monitoring all the comments. You know if. Like, just leave your. If you got something that you disagree with, that's fine. Be civil about it, please. Just be respectful of everyone in the comments. I don't it really would be upsetting to see. Just, just keep it, keep it PC, please.
1: Keep, keep PC. it civil. Well said. Um, no, absolutely. I mean, when it when it comes to stuff like this, that's not just about basketball, but about humanity. Obviously, the the main goal is to be civil um, and and to listen as well as make your points heard. Um, so, let's just for a simple like timeline of events that we can quickly go over. Obviously, Kyrie on his social media had posted a link to this movie, uh, based on a book uh, that covers a lot of ground. But obviously, as many people pointed out, to Kyrie had some pretty uh, aggressively anti-Semitic uh, tones and tropes within it. And Kyrie, of course, was immediately asked about it by many members of the media, and seemed to be pushing back, um, standing up for himself, saying, hey, I'm not necessarily promoting this, I'm just, this is something I saw, and I'm putting it out there. Um, That one in particular uh, post-game press conference he did with, in particular, uh, Will, a good pal of yours, Nick Friedle, things got kind of heated, and Kyrie didn't seem like he wanted to answer any of these questions, uh, and continued to stand his ground on what he had been saying regarding this movie. And uh, eventually, Kyrie, along with the Brooklyn Nets and the Anti-Defamation League, put out this big, long statement uh, the other day. And we're not going to read the whole thing because it's quite lengthy, but you could see it there. You probably saw that in your Twitter feeds earlier this week. Where it wasn't necessarily an apology, Mm -hmm. uh, but it was a commitment from Kyrie and the Nets to each put $500,000 towards um awareness and uh, and helping the cause of, of not only fighting anti-semitism but uh uh you know b- discrimination across the board to all of these nonprofits. so it seemed like maybe a step in the right direction for Kyrie but a lot of people were saying it's not enough he still doesn't seem to be genuinely apologetic about what he has said you saw Brooklyn Nets fans sitting courtside at one of their games yeah. wearing these t-shirts to fight anti-semitism um and then the, the Nets, this was the weird thing where they just said, okay, well, we're just going to not let Kyrie talk to the media for a while while we figure this out and while we figure out how to deal with this from a PR perspective. Um Then, earlier today, Adam Silver released this statement. Do you have that one, Joey? Because people were wondering, hey, why is the commissioner not saying anything about this? So Adam Silver chimes in saying, Kyrie Irving made a reckless decision to post a link to a film containing deeply offensive anti-Semitic material. While we appreciate the fact he agreed to work with the Brooklyn Nets and the Anti-Defamation League to combat anti-Semitism and other forms of discrimination, I'm disappointed that he has not offered an unqualified apology And more specifically, denounced the vile and harmful content contained in the film he chose to publicize. I will be meeting with Kyrie in person in the next week Mm. to discuss this situation. Oh, wow. After Adam Silver posts that, Kyrie is once again allowed to talk to the media, which he did, I believe, this morning after the Nets shoot-around. Okay. And was very simply asked, once again, by Nick Friedel, do you... Uh, I, I can't remember. I don't want to mis, uh, misquote Friedel, but I'm pretty sure Friedel was looking for a simple yes or no question when it comes to Kyrie and anti-Semitism. Joey, go ahead and play that video.
0: Hold on, hold on. Troubleshooting some Pause. audio. I don't know why it's not playing here.
3: Just got to turn that up. There you go. Is it the TV? Again, I
1: hear
0: it a little bit. Yeah, here, here we
1: go. I don't know how the label becomes justified because you guys ask me the same questions over and over again. But this is not going to turn into a spin around cycle of questions upon questions. I told you guys how I felt. I respect all walks of life and embrace all walks of life. That's where I sit. I think what people want to hear, though, is just... yes or no on that question. Yes or no. I, I cannot be anti-Semitic
3: if I know where I come from. I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from.
1: So that line, I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from, I um, think you know, understand what Kyrie is trying to say there, but a lot of people still frustrated with it's a simple yes or no, and the fact that he appears to be making it more complex than a simple yes or no when someone's asking you if you're anti-Semitic is what's frustrating a lot of people still Along with the fact that, as Adam Silver said in his remarks, doesn't seem like there's genuine mm. apology of any kind.
3: Yeah. All right. I'm gonna keep. I'm. I'm gonna try to keep this one short because Will is the person I actually want to hear from. Um, Plain and simple, he's screwing up. <laughs> like he really is. He's screwing up. Kudos to him for the money that he gave. Let me start there. Five hundred thousand dollars to the Anti-Defamation League is a lot of money, and that's honestly a wonderful thing to do and then the nets to match that so it's basically a million dollars given to that and hopefully some good could come from that money that's a great thing to do even in the statement that they released you know what i'm saying just announcing saying i have love for all those i honestly i thought it was done there so it wasn't until i got that link sent uh from our guys in the uh group chat mm-hmm. where i saw that i was just like okay saying saying the what you just heard and i'm like He's speaking in like kind of coded language, but this isn't the time for coded language. It was just time for plain English Mm -hmm. stuff. You know what I'm saying? They just wanted plain English on this. And that's all you had to give because what that does now is what's happening. Everybody now questions the sincerity of it. Now, are you just giving the money to tell everybody to leave me alone? Here's some money. Leave me alone. I'm not worried about this no more. Or do you actually truly care about it? From everything I've ever heard Kyrie Irving say or do, he always seemed like a sincere person, whether I agree with it or not. It seems sincere. That's what this, to do it like this, though, it doesn't feel that way. And that's why people are looking at it. And, and Nick Friedle hit it on the head with the tweet he had when he said, to paraphrasing, many um, around the league were hoping that Kyrie Irving would say at least two things. I'm sorry, I don't have anti-Semitic beliefs. Neither one of those things happened. That's the main thing here on that. And that's why people are like, it doesn't seem sincere. It seems like just, you're just giving money to try to tell people to leave me alone. I'm not trying to change. I'm going to continue doing these kind of things.
2: This is, there's a lot that goes along with this. And I think the first thing that you have to mention is like, it kind of starts with Kanye and Candace Owens wearing White Lives Matter t-shirts. Mm-hmm. And then Kanye going on this month long rant of, uh, basically outward anti-Semitism, claiming that he's an anti-Semite, claiming all these things and owning it and taking ownership or, over it. And the idea that by doing this and by like to put it in his words, like trying to me to the Jewish people, uh, it's it's normalizing this kind of rhetoric. And that's why Kyrie did what he did. And so you can you can talk about intention with what he's trying to say. And I do think that there's a message there where, like, he's he's trying to get across, like, look what's, look what's been happening to my people for all this time. And there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. He's 100%
0: true. 100% true. And it's important.
2: And he should be saying that. Like, that's the kind of, that's what you should be using your platform to advocate for. 100% agree with that. And I would stand with him on that. But- the way that it's come off and just the way that he has derailed that conversation, doubled and tripled down on it, and made life worse for himself. It's like, it's unbelievable at this point. So, um, yeah, I mean, just huge amount of respect to Nick Friedel for the way that he handled that. That's going to be like something that is taught in journalism classes Mm -hmm. at Syracuse and Northwestern. (laughs) Um, I mean, he just handled that like an absolute pro Mm -hmm. Uh, and and Kyrie just like, I mean, from, from the very first point when, when they had the original back and forth, I mean, basically is just like a kid sticking his fingers in his ears and like yelling. So he doesn't have to answer the question. He Mm -hmm. doesn't have to, to face the music. Mm -hmm. And when he responds that way, it's really hard to take any sort of apology seriously. And the nets said nothing of substance, Mm -hmm. the NBA until Adam silver this morning, almost a week later, finally, Condemned that speech, mm-hmm. said nothing. NBA PA, the Players Association, which Kyrie is a vice president of, said virtually nothing other than hate is bad. Right. Which, again, it's not a statement. Um, it's just really disgraceful. Uh, it looks terrible for the NBA. It looks terrible for the Nets. They follow this up by hiring Ime Udoka, who's suspended right now by the Celtics for an inappropriate relationship and uh, misbehavior with a female subordinate. With the Celtics, I mean, the Nets are just looking like, I mean, I don't even know what the right word is. It's it's disgraceful. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think the way that, that Kyrie is handling it is is just completely missing the mark of what he's trying to say. And like I said, I do think that there is a message in there that his intention is to spread a positive message. But what he's doing right now is, like, pitting marginalized groups against one another. And I think that is so dangerous. And when you start doing that to one marginalized group, all of a sudden it opens up the doors to do it to others. And that's just not the way to move forward as society. This is the same thing we've been hearing for thousands of years in some form or another. And it's just disgusting and disgraceful. And uh, for, for a guy that prides himself on his intellect to be able to miss the mark so badly, especially when you know what kind of platform you have and you've admitted as such. It's just beyond me that, that, that nobody has, I mean, the NBA still hasn't said anything. Like there's no fine. Mm-hmm. Myers Leonard lost his career for, for one statement like this. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Primo got cut and, and we can talk about that. Miles Bridges uh, just uh, came to a plea agreement with uh, prosecutors over, over his domestic violence case. Like Kyrie's just, I mean, he's just playing basketball games. Mm-hmm. And, and Joe Psy, basically, the, the Nets owner, tweeted, this is bigger than basketball, and yet he's out there playing against the Bulls and yeah. scoring four points. But, I mean, it's just it's wild. It's, mm. it's truly crazy that, um, that they haven't just cut him. Like I'm I, I'm calling for the Nets to cut Kyrie Irving. I think he mm. just needs to be done. And
1: we, we did not yet mention, and we should, the clarification that Kyrie has since now finally taken down that tweet where he was promoting this movie, which uh, is called "Hebrews to Negroes," but that thing you said, Will, about the pitting marginalized groups of people against each other is, I think, a big key in all of this because I think that's the part that Kyrie is not fully grasping, uh, and it's and it and why it's frustrating to people and of course people who feel, uh, you know, attacked or or dehumanized by his promoting this uh, specifically because of who they are, because it's. I mean, it's fabrications, it's uh, revisionist history, it's propaganda that has been debunked historically many times over, Mm -hmm. spanning generations, decades, a century, is a lot of the stuff in this movie and in this book that Kyrie is saying, well, hey, this is interesting. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, the part about wanting to be uh, educating yourself about your heritage where you come from and having pride in who you are and who your family comes from that is 100 uh respectable and and should be applauded especially for those marginalized groups and
2: like we we do as a culture and a society need to be better about that with right regards to african-american culture and just black history i mean it's not good enough but that's the then, point
1: of this propaganda and has always been the point of co- propaganda like this is to pit these groups of people against one another. Yeah. And that's the part that I did, it still seems like Kyrie is not grasping because and, he's just continuating the problem instead of doing what he thinks he's doing, which is highlighting something to try to enlighten people.
3: Was was also trip, trip me out is just reading... Other journalists like uh, Nick Friedel, Um There's been so many Vince good Goodwill. pieces about. Uh, Vince Goodwill wrote a great, Vince great piece did a about great it. Great job. Um, also, uh, Taylor Rooks. Um, hearing people say just what I was just specifying here on that was the sincerity. It, it it seems like he was being passed a layup, you know, and said, "No, I'm gonna shoot it like behind my back." You know what I'm saying? With my eyes closed or something like that. It was he was being, like people just simply wanted an apology. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, you messed up, you say you messed up. Amari Stoudemire is one guy that came out, you know, and he's played over in Israel. Mm-hmm. He came out and spoke about that too because he's also one of the coaches of the Nets. Um, you said those things, like you made a mistake You should apologize for it. That's really all it was, like, to be looking for it. If the people see the money, they get that, the statement that was cool, they just wanted to hear, yo, man, from your own mouth, you know, like, yo, I'm sorry, you know, I'm not anti-Semitic. Uh, I'm anti-Semitic. You know what I mean? I'm not with any of this. Right. And there it is. But it hasn't been that. It's been just a lot of coded language. Like I said, it's got to be plain English. And that's why people
2: are continuing to be frustrated by it. And I think to me, the sad part of it and the frustrating part of it is, like, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube after Mm, this. mm. Like, even if he were to apologize, and I was talking about this with Joey, like, He walked back on the flat-earth thing. Yeah. But, like, we still think of him as the Mm flat-earther. I think when you open the doors to this kind of rhetoric being normalized, it's really hard to go back from. That's why you see people holding signs over the highways in L.A. or displaying, you know, Kanye was right about the Jews. This stuff has real danger
0: associated with
2: it. Yeah, and, I mean, you were saying
0: in New Jersey. uh, uh, Yeah, there's FBI today about about broad threats in all across New Jersey to all synagogues. It's just scary shit. And so when he frames it like,
2: I will not be silenced. I will stand my ground. I'm not afraid of the microphones and the cameras. To me, that's like, I can either get away with it because I'm Kyrie Irving and nobody can tell me what to do. Or if like this stern talking to from Adam Silver is going to get him to change his mind, then Mm -hmm. uh, the Jewish media was like, they were able to silence me and now I'm the martyr because you know, I got fined for, you know, standing up for what I believe in. And so regardless of the apology, which I don't like accept, honestly, like it's just not an apology. I just think it's really, it's just difficult to move back from that. And that's why I say like, I just think we need to be done with Kyrie because it's just, it went from distraction to danger and mm-hmm. i just i don't know i don't know where you you go from there like i was looking at the uh, anti defamation defamation league's site about this film and it's mm-hmm. just like how like how can you put it, it this blatantly
0: f- quotes hitler
2: it says uh i mean like the 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 sort of major tenets of it are that um basically the jews stole the identity of the 12th tribe of judah the 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 last Israelites, which are the black people, are the last tribe of Judah, um, that they stole that identity and then sold them into slavery and that Jews worship Satan and falsified the Holocaust and run, I mean, it's just like, it's insane. And so for somebody who, and like Joey, we're talking about this too, like did he just not watch the film? And if Mm -hmm. so, why wouldn't you just say like, I messed up, I didn't watch this, I didn't realize what we were talking about Mm -hmm. here. And again, I do, I understand that there is, there is meaning in what he's trying to say. And I, I want to like be open to that, but it's just, it becomes harder and harder the more he doubles down on it.
0: I just want to say it's important for people to not lose sight of the fact that there's a reason that for the longest time, like fact is supposed to be accepted as what it is, is the truth. And so is history. And it's becomes we're playing a dangerous game here when we allow people to just pick and choose what is real, what is true, what actually happened, what didn't. And when Kyrie is going to let himself, you know, I just, it, for anybody listening, just don't, don't. It's funny because he, he claims to be such a free thinker and he's ultimately being spoon fed. Exact, He's, he's being exploited by these people who are, who are tricking him to believe in exactly what they want. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's total bullshit. And just use your critical thinking skills. It's, it's, you know this has happened before go go read about black history go read about jewish history you don't need to be told from people's opinion like this is real things this is history like it's not about what kyrie's opinion is about like it's just it shouldn't boil down to that it should be right. it should be taken for what it is and and that's fact that's the
1: that's the easy uh and that's response so many different things that we're who, talking about of nowadays. course you've seen whether or not they're necessarily like putting their support behind kyrie or at, you know, at the very least, are just disinterested in this topic, saying, "Well, it's just one person's opinion, so why do you care?" That's the answer. You know? Right. This is not
0: it's- something that is can be okay to be like. You know what? No, that didn't happen just because I'm gonna choose not to believe it, and I'm gonna believe Alex Jones that there's secret societies in the United States. By the way, is another major anti-Semitic trope. Like it's just bullshit, and it's like I don't understand why it's okay to just be like. I just want to believe that even though there's literally no basis, no logic, no fact behind it. And so let's just get back to what is real, what is historical, what is factual and, and stop allowing everybody to go so sideways and, and just say, well, no, they're allowed to think what they want. That's bullshit. Call out bullshit for what it is.
2: And I, I, I do want to just like for, for me, like this will be the last thing I say about it. Um, reiterate that like this is about antisemitism, but it's not only about that. like, this is the opening for hate speech about any group of people. And I just, I feel like you need to shut that down before it starts. And, like, Kyrie wants to be this, like, world leader who is, like, embraces all walks of life and all this stuff. But what he's doing is dangerous for everyone. And I just, I think that's that's why, to me, it's, like, you know, I, w- I wasn't sure if I, like, want to talk about it. I wasn't sure how yeah. I would It's uncomfortable. It, but, like yeah i mean regardless of like it almost doesn't matter whether you're jewish whether you're not like it just it's it's dangerous for every marginalized group and if, if that's who he wants to be the voice for he's doing the exact opposite and, and
0: once i just want to say one more thing and then I'm, I'm really done with this whole thing but money d has a lot to say in the comments like you you clearly are not you you might be of a different like that's okay you know i don't i don't agree but you're you're saying what you guys weren't with jackie robinson you guys didn't Go look at the history of Jackie Robinson, who was one of the biggest athletes at the time to, to be a massive, massive person who was outspoken against anti-Semitism. Like, go look at that. That's the history. That's the truth. He's one of the biggest African-American athletes True. to be an advocate against anti-Semitism. And, and me and Will have said it time and time again. And I'm saying, looking right at big game. None of us are here saying anything about comparing past uh, tragedies, pr- pr- preparing uh, comparing prejudices like nobody's disc- dis- it doesn't, it just doesn't get taking away anywhere. from the plight of African Americans, from taking away from the plight of Black people throughout the entire history of the world. We're not comparing. It's it's it goes without being said how awful that is, how how big of a problem that is in the world. But that doesn't it doesn't excuse you know being outwardly anti-Semitic. It it doesn't make that okay. And mm-hmm. and and I think just like Jackie Robinson would be like that's that's not how most people think.
1: Right. And, and I think, and then this will be my final thought on it. We can move on. The, the other thing that's been really frustrating for people to see from Kyrie and professional athletes are, you know, you know, it makes me think of that old Charles Barkley commercial. I'm not a role model. They don't necessarily ask to be role models when their talents ascend them to this level of fame. hmm uh, and people put microphones in front of them and ask them questions, and not just questions about sports and the game they just played that night, but about world events and and culture and and ev- and, and everything else that's going on in society. Uh, and, and some athletes embrace having that platform, and some athletes shy away from it. And I think either one is okay. Mm-hmm. What is frustrating for fans to see is someone like Kyrie, who recently and often seems to speak out of both sides of his mouth. <sighs> Even in that one postgame interview he was doing where he in this matter of a few breaths said, well, you know, it's important to me that I have this voice and, and I can, you know, share this information and, and you know, be a, a source of light and an intellect for my community. Or, and I'm paraphrasing there, but he said something along those lines about why he shares things because it was being a leader in my community. And then seconds later says, well, I'm not promoting this. I didn't say I'm promoting this. You people in the media are asking me about it, and it doesn't mean I'm promoting it. So which is it, Kyrie? Are you glad you have this platform because you want to share information and and help enlighten your community that means so much to you? Or is it not on you because, well, I just posted a link. I'm not promoting it. That's the part that I think is very confusing to a lot of people. Do you want to be that pillar, or do you want to shy away from it? Kyrie's kind of hedging on both, while while being very you know uh, inconsequential and unapologetic for something that he maybe accidentally and maybe not promoted that is very hurtful to a lot of people.
2: Hmm. I, yeah, I just we marginalized groups need to lift each other up. They cannot tear each other down.
3: I just, want, I just want to say thank y'all for speaking on this, Joey and Will, because you all were the people I wanted to hear from uh, about this whole thing. That's why I was just sitting here listening. That's, I wanna, that's what I wanted, I I wanted hear to hear you too. I mean, I think what you is, guys had to say. This
2: is something that like nobody shouldn't have an opinion on. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I was saying. Like It doesn't matter whether or not you're Jewish in this situation. It doesn't just apply to Jewish people. This is mm-hmm. about people and <laughs> humanity.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um.
2: Mm. But thank you. Thank but, you, bro. Straight up.
1: <sighs> okay. So, obviously, uh, it's a tough uh, transition to go talking about things like that than talking about basketball. We are going to talk about basketball. This is a basketball show. But it's also a show where we feel we are privileged to have this platform. Yeah. We're lucky to have this platform. And when things like this are going on in the world of sports, you will not find us being the stick-to-sports kind of folks here at CHGO. Now everybody's uh, at, from at least a different
3: us. walk of life. You know right. what I'm saying? And This is how you learn. You know what I mean? Like, this is how you grow. This is how you learn. Just learn to be accepting and understanding of other people's beliefs and cultures and feelings and opinions. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's why I like doing stuff like this. So whether you got a lot to say or whether you're listening, there's room for it both. You know what I mean? Just as long as you grow from that and move forward. Like, that's what it is. Absolutely.
1: Uh, yeah. Okay. And, uh, I I see uh, Fahim Devine, just real quick, one comment saying, so who's the Caucasian athlete that speaks against racism for African-American communities? Um, There are countless examples of that. Um, I mean, you just think back to the George Floyd stuff and, and members of the NBA. Of course, NBA players and coaches who are people of color stood up, but their caucasian teammates and coaches and that does need to be said 100 percent,
0: it does need to be condemned and it does need to to be condemned and we would all say that will and i would be the first people to tell you there should be more caucasian athletes that are condemning racism there's no question about that and the the last thing is those things don't they they can go hand in hand they can go hand in hand we can do both
3: you can do both yeah
1: it's true absolutely uh okay so after this quick ad break we will get back and start talking about what exactly this Bulls team's identity is through their first nine games. Thank you for listening to the first part of our show. We appreciate it. We appreciate the platform. Uh, Today's episode is brought to you guys by one of our new sponsors. It's ComEd! Chicagoans know it (laughs) and love it. The ComEd Energy Efficiency Program Ah! is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve, manage energy usage, and lower energy bills. Now and into the future! What? ComEd offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across our territory. Customers can inquire about how to upgrade outdated lighting to energy and money-saving efficient LED lights, Mm. learn more about network lighting to operate your lights through your mobile mobile device, and track your facility's energy usage and more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor, outdoor lighting and networked lighting controls, making these projects even more cost-effective than before. Mm. So, why don't you visit comed.com slash power? Slash powering biz powering. to start saving money and energy. With a Z. Once again, that's comed.com slash there you are. powering biz. B I Z. To start a project, contact them at 1 855 433 2700. For more information, email businessee at comed.com or ee at comed.com.
2: Shady Ray. I need some shady rays for these. Oh, blinding lights! The lights are in my blinding face.
3: him. They're in his face. That's because he's a star. <laughs> That's how that works. <laughs> You're the star. They're pointed directly at you. Oh no, no! But they're here for you, sir. The coiffness w- of the hair it has to be this way, because many people have never understood why sunglasses are so expensive. But guess what? Shady Rays feels your pain. They don't. You don't have to break the bank to get you a high quality pair of sunglasses from our people at Shady Rays. They got you covered. Those premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, sustainable durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle The best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear, the Matt Peck Lost and Broken Replacements Plan. If you lose or break your shades on day one, tossing them, mad, whatever, or just rolling out of bed, and hurting yourself and stuff like that. It can happen. They will replace it. No questions asked. And it's awesome. Even if, even with that strong protection plan, they still managed to make quality that I can tell you right now is awesome. And you know who else can tell you this? Over 200,000 people. That's how many five-star reviews they have on some Shady Rays, y'all. So come on and get down with it. Exclusive for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use that code CHGO. For fifty percent off two, count them, one, two, or more pairs at shadyrays.com. That is the buy one get one free. What's that called, Matt Pick?
1: Bogo. Mm-hmm. Love bogo?
3: You get two pairs for the low low of fifty fofo. Low low bogo. Mm hmm. Low low bogo fofo. Show show. <laughs> Redeem only at shadyrays.com, where you can find all of their newest and best shades. Cause who needs them? The quaffness. Shady Rays. All of us need them. Mm-mm. See, I like y'all. You both y'all look awesome in sunglasses, man. Thanks, man. Sh- Shady Rays I've should never be. I've I put them on, but you know, you know, I got a lot of awesomeness happening right here. Yeah, you don't want to block the awesomeness. It you know would see, be yeah. how perfect
0: it's would true. this be for Pac to, to be a personal sponsor, like the 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 insurance quality, like, oh, you ever get really pissed watching the Bulls play yeah. and you snap the pair over your, yep. over your well, just send them right the back, back baby?
3: Protection program. That's the reason I call it we're, I'll tell you what,
1: we're going to put that to the test. Yep. We're going to put that automatic free replacement on Shady Rays. We're going to the have the
0: test. hat, we have the hat bucket, and then right next to it, we're going to have the Shady Rays bucket. Even yes. They might not like it if we're breaking a bunch of glasses. Shady Rays.
1: But it's there. It's there. The protection plan is there.
3: Buy one, get one.
1: So I plan on using it. A lot. <laughs> All right, y'all. Bulls are nine games in. Yeah. That's roughly 10th, uh, tenth, first 10th tenth of the season. Yeah. Crazy. Right?
2: It's two weeks. I know. It's wild.
1: Awesome. Um, they are five and four. I think a lot of Bulls fans out there feel like we could be six and three, maybe even seven and two. Sure. If you handle Washington and San Antonio. Mm-hmm. But- okay i'm okay with it there's always going to be some rocky steps in the first you know handful of games in the season figuring out who you are what you do well what you need to do better so that's what we're going to talk about right now what exactly this bulls team identity is through Mm -hmm. the first nine games um we talked a lot about the quality showing from their bench last night Mm -hmm. in a good win i think having one of the better second units in the league so far is definitely a big part of this team's identity All-star caliber players, Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan, Mm -hmm. your one-two punch, Mm -hmm. a big part of this team's identity. And then also some worrying trends about the way that this team has started games and the way that this team has closed games is a part, unfortunately, of their identity so far. But before we dive into some of these nitty-gritty numbers, I was just curious to get y'all's initial takes on what that answer might be. Because it's a pretty broad question, but Mm -hmm. if you were to define... Who and what is this Bulls team, based on what we've seen so far, nine games in, what is that identity?
3: I would say that identity right now is their bench. The bench is the identity of the team. And a team that that starts slow, but comes back and tries to finish strong. You know, for some reason, like you said, they keep getting off to these really terrible starts. And also, these teams are just really, really ridiculously hot. Like... It's hot like we've never seen. Like, there's some numbers for you right there. Um, but I think the saving grace has been the bench. And I've sat here and said this in the preseason. I've said a lot about the bench and how it could be a top three bench in the league. And that's, that's something I, I haven't said about anybody in the starting lineup. It's probably except Zach Levine being a top three uh, shooting guard or something like that. Um, but the bench as a whole. I feel that unit is deadly and they are looking like what I thought they would look like. That's why I wanted Alex Caruso to come off the bench uh, for so long and and just be a part of that because he's the big part of that defense and the guy starting uh, the transition. He's part of that death by a thousand cuts style of defense that they play. Um, But yeah, I think the identity is the bench. Dragic definitely gives them uh, stability at the point guard position. And Lord knows I love a point guard and, what he does out there is just, I mean, it's awesome to have. It really is, because they don't have anybody with that kind of skill set, whether, whether it's starting or not, just not matured to that level yet. Io, I think, will get there. He's just not matured to that level yet. But, um, yeah, Drummond has been awesome as well. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. has come in finding his uh, role in there. So, yeah, I, I really think what they're doing, because there is no other second unit I've seen them go against that has been on their level, whether they played up to it or not. It's different, but I don't think it's been the second unit that I feel that they've played that is up to that level
2: yet. I think you hit the identity of the bench head on. I think that's that's a perfect description. I will say I think that the the team kind of has two identities: the starting group and the bench unit. And I think two-face? that two face. Okay, and that's like maybe a little bit problematic. Maybe not. We'll see. But 100% agree on the bench. They play fast. They play with purpose. They defend. They run. Uh, they're they're shooting a lot better. Uh, just getting out in transition, doing basically all the things that Billy Donovan talked about the Bulls wanting to do this year. Yeah, The starters, I think, are still finding themselves, which is just another reason why this whole plan for continuity is a little puzzling to me. How can the one group that's still figuring it out be the same group that, that came back from last year? Not quite sure, but um, I mean, I think part of it has to do with the fact that they're not defending at a very high level. Zach mm. has been in and out of the lineup. DeMar has had like two straight kind of stinkers, mm-hmm. uh, uncharacteristic. Um, Booch had a couple of hot games to start, but then kind of cooled off these last few games. Yeah. Patrick had a really slow start, has now started to find himself. So it just feels like they haven't really been able to get on the same page at the same time. Mm-hmm. You've seen moments from different guys in different places in different games. I think we're, we'll, we'll get to the point where – they start to to level out and start to play some of their best basketball together. Mm-hmm. I think at that point we'll be able to assess really who they are. Yes. Whereas right now it just seems like a little jumbled in a way where you know, nobody's really sure where to go, what to do, and then well, let's just like give it to Demar and he can kind of <laughs> create for himself similar to last year whereas the second unit like we've said has, has plays with a purpose mm-hmm. and an understanding of who they want to be and what style they want to play to and have executed that Awesome.
3: To a T. No, it's right. And honestly, Will, I think um, the reason that they haven't had that continuity yet, uh, one is Patrick Williams still trying to figure out, you know, where he belongs. uh, Because even though he's the starter, you know, only a four-game stretch early on and then came back later in the season. uh, Io is a different Io. You know what I mean? This is a different one from what we saw last Mm -hmm. year into this year. A little more aggression, uh, definitely more vocal, you know, in those kind of ways. And and you definitely mentioned Zach Levine, you know, having that – issue with his knee that you can still tell he's not comfortable on yet. By the way, when he comes down on it how he still kind of tests it, you know, takes his time getting up off the floor kind of thing, he isn't there yeah. yet. And just seeing like you mentioned Demar having two bad games which we've never seen since he's been here. So, it's all those He's
2: averaging a measly 23 points a right, game.
3: Right, exactly. So, it's Yunk. those it's those things that I think were are messing with the continuity of the starting lineup so far. But the main thing is that I want to sit here and debate is that defense. And the starts they've been getting off too early, man, because it's, it's got to be better. It
2: just, it just has to be better. has got to be yes. better.
1: Uh, we got some people in the comments also kind of wondering similar things, Dave, about maybe this this uh, starting unit and their numbers suffering maybe being a temporary problem. Yeah. Nobu Jordan saying, I think the issues with the starters are temporary. Adrian taking it a step further saying, do you guys think the poor stats from the starters comes due to the inconsistency from P-Will? and Zach not playing in some of these games. Surely more consistent play from those two improves the starters' performances. You would like to think so. You would like to hope so. That maybe, again, continuity, <laughs> Will's favorite word, uh, comes and develops itself a little bit more throughout uh, as the season progresses and that starting unit becomes a bit more comfortable mm. if it's a bit more finalized. Because uh, can, Joey, can you just pop up those numbers again real quick one time, the starters versus the bench? I mean, it's pretty glaring when you look at that. Your starting unit has a net rating in the negatives, not by a lot, but just in the negatives, and it's the 23rd ranked net rating in the NBA, Mm. whereas your bench is the second best bench unit in the Mm. NBA based on net rating thus far.
2: And like one thing I'll add to that is the swing there is, I think, 7.5. Just put the numbers away, so I can't verify that, but that's like... A 7.5 net rating is like a top five number in the NBA. Mm, right. So mm. we're, ta- we're, we're talking about the difference between the starters and the bench unit being the difference between, you know, an a average or slightly below average team to right. a top five caliber right, team. Right,
3: right, right. It's crazy. It is very crazy, man. And, you know, I call it that on the bench. Just want to keep telling you all that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true you did. And they still, ain't, uh, they still aren't hold yet. You know, as good as they look and as awesome and they look, Drummond is still not there. Yeah, you know what I mean. So once he gets back, that's just going to add more things back back to that bench, and yeah, they still don't have the whole team yet. Uh, of course, Lonzo, you know, not being out there, so that's going to take one of the starters and put them on the bench to make that be- the bench even that much more better. And they go so twelve deep. Yeah, man.
1: <sighs> mm. Get me wild.
3: excited! Um, <laughs> don't
1: do it. Obviously, you know, as far as parts of your identity that are negative. Elements of your identity so far. Those bad starts are a glaring one. Uh, Joey, can we look at these quarter-by-quarter splits? Because I think these are fascinating, and they tell a story that supports the eye test. Look at those Bulls' first-quarter ratings. Offensively, it's a little bit better than it was a week ago. Mm -hmm. They've had some better offensive quarters. The defense, still atrocious. A 125.6 defensive rating, which is second to last in the entire NBA, and that first-quarter net rating very near the bottom as well, negative 11.1, 26th uh, net rating among NBA uh, teams in the first quarter. Yeah. Do we think it's a combination of bo- like poor defense? You got Demar and Zach out there to, let's be honest, sub-defensive players, and maybe a little bit of luck on the side of our opponents thus far, getting ridiculously hot from yeah. from deep? Or do we think it's... An actual problem you can point to to say, look, this team's perimeter defense is bad. Their rotations are bad. Their closeouts are bad. Thusly, teams are getting out to these red-hot starts against us and building these big leads that the Bulls have to climb back from.
2: Hit them with a thusly. Yes, he did. Thusly.
1: Yes, he did. Henceforth.
3: I don't don't think you can state that by not putting some of this on the people who are out there for the Bulls playing defense, obviously. Uh, Because as you mentioned, those closeouts have just been poor. Uh, on the Bulls, they—I saw it getting better between—and uh, I talked about it yesterday between Pat and Io. I think their closeouts are getting uh, better, and their non-verbal is getting better. on Defensive communication. There was a, a possession like—I—it's I, hard for me to just break it down and describe it, but Patrick Williams basically uh, was on one defender when that defender went to the top of the key to try to switch and get Caruso on the bigger man. Uh, Patrick Williams saw it coming a mile away and pointed to Caruso said, no, stay with the dudes there. I'm taking this dude in the paint who was Zeller. And then the pass was thrown and Zeller was not prepared for it because there was a huge rock holding him in the back and he wasn't ready for that. So it's it's growing. But getting off to these starts, man. Continuity, baby. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're moving the ball. You know, these teams are moving the ball and it's not like they're doing anything new. You know what I mean? Like it's just basic basketball movement. Find the open shooter and there it is. Man, we talked about in the pregame with the Hornets, how they were, what, third from the corner, mm-hmm. the shooting threes? Mm-hmm. And in that first quarter, you saw a lot of corner threes <laughs> being attempted by this team. And I'm like, th- that's really what they do well. All you have to do is get out there on the shooter and that's your apply a little pressure for them. They weren't doing that early on. They did it later, but they weren't doing it early on. So, yeah, some of it's luck, for sure. But luck is because you're wide open at the same time. So, Yeah, as we said, it's got to be better in the first quarter. It just has to be better on that kind of defense.
2: Yeah, last I looked at this, and I'm trying to pull up the numbers here quick. um, The Bulls are actually decent at uh, opponents. uh, How can I say this? Uh, Opponents attempted threes from the corner. So Mm -hmm. eliminating corner threes. Um, They are 14th now, so about halfway through the league. But they're giving up a ton of above the break threes. And I think there's a big difference there, not, not only in terms of like the value of each of those shots, but just in terms of the way that defensive rotations work when you get into the paint on a pick and roll or a lob or a pocket pass or whatever it is, the help comes from the low man on the mm-hmm. weak side. And the, the high man is supposed to split the difference between the corner and the wing and defend whoever the ball goes to the priority is going to be always to remove the corner shooter. Yes. The extra pass is going to go to the wing. Yes. So I do think that there's something to be said for the fact that the bulls are eliminating corner threes. That tells me they're doing a good job through the first part of that rotation to get out to the corner and then the 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 next pass, the second pass, whatever it is, mm. that going to the wing is where they're giving up threes. Um, I, do, I do think a lot of it is just luck. They're, they're contesting at an okay rate, mm. but I mean, opponents are shooting uh, – Last I checked, I mean, like, 45% against the Bulls on threes. That's uh, yeah. 40, and, and Adrian and Nobu in the comments
1: also both pointing out that they're even shooting a high percentage when the Bulls do get to those closeouts exactly. and contest those shots.
3: Yes, they're still shooting a high percentage. Yeah, so they're, they're that's when the luck part comes in.
2: They're shooting 50, 50% on corner threes against the Bulls, which is 28th in the league, Jeez. and 38.5% on non-corner threes, which is 24th. So it's a I, do it's think, disaster. Yeah. I, I do think some of that is going to just – Regress to um, a more normal number, but also like that's on the defensive rotations too, and and closing out. And to your point, I mean, when Zach and Demar are out there, it's just harder for those rotations to happen because those guys are just not as good. Yeah, it's true, and it just
3: has to be. It just has to be bad. I know some. I heard my friend of mine tell me. He was like, "Yeah, but when Lonzo gets back, it'll change all that." Yeah, Lonzo affects it, but Lonzo's not here tomorrow. You know, I mean, I got to deal with this now. Cause we still got to keep this ship afloat. You know what I'm saying? While it's still going. And I just want to see the
2: effort. Right.
3: You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm talking about. They need
2: to build something sustainable that they can slot Lonzo into and not wait around all year for him to maybe come back, which Mm. is what they did last year. Mm. That wasn't fun. Uh,
1: okay. Real quick. (laughs) And then we will come back to wrap up this conversation, uh, Two more words from our sponsors. Hit that thumbs up button while we're reading these ads for y'all real quick, and then we'll come back to finish this combo. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back, so tip off the NBA – season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA moneyline bet and That's get so $200 in good. free bets if your team wins. Tonight, that could be Nuggets Warriors. Or no, I'm sorry, Nuggets Thunder, Warriors Magic just tipped off. And check this out. In addition to the usual bet everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. So go to that DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today. With bigger payouts than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. And don't forget about that awesome deal. Any $5 NBA Moneyline bet, and you will win $200 in free bets if your team wins. With promo code CHGO when you sign up your account at DraftKings Sportsbook.
3: Mm. Pins and aces, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna make this quick because Pins and Aces is the official golf apparel partner of CAGO. We love our Pins and Aces gear and we get tons of compliments. They're talking about this man. Get tons of them compliments right there on and off the course. They make those amazing polos, those hats, those golf bags, and even their favorite Matt Peck beer sleeve. That innovative product that allows you to store seven beers inside your golf bag and keep them for frosty cold the entire round. So check out PinsAces.com. Use the code CHGO. Get yourself 15% off of your first order and get you some free shipping. Why not pentanasis.com. Look good, play good, play good. All good. Hell yeah. Uh, okay,
1: so, so good.
3: When you so when you think about it. this bulls Absolutely. team
1: moving forward? Rocky five and four start. At least you're five and four. Yeah. Not four and five. I'll take it. Yeah. What do you want to see this team do better? Because for me, it's simple. Joey, can we get those quarter-by-quarter splits up one more time, please? And thank you. Mm -hmm. Fourth quarter, your defense, balling out. Balling. 95.2 defensive rating, the best in the NBA in the final and most important quarter. Yeah. Offensively, exact opposite story. Yeah. Dead. Dead last. We talked a couple of times when we've seen it recently about DeMar facing those double teams and once again the Bulls struggling to pass out of those double teams Mm -hmm. to find maybe the extra swing pass to an open shooter out of those double teams unnecessary turnovers in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. I don't – you know, which problem needs solving the most, I don't know. All I know is you're not going to be a very successful team that wins close games if you have the worst-ranked offense in the league in the fourth quarter.
3: Oh, those are facts right there. Like, that's real talk. And, again, that's why we have DeMar DeRozan, king in the fourth. Uh, He's supposed to be that salve that we needed. But, as always, you know, you're going to need your whole team to start winning games. And, again, that's why a good thing why he's going through this, but they're still getting victories. So he'll come out of it, but they're still getting victories. What I want to see is the opposite of what he's saying is the defense in the first quarter. (laughs) That's what I want to see. I want them to stop letting these teams get off to these ridiculous starts. And they're just, I mean, bombing three-pointers on the Chicago Bulls, man. Any of these teams, any and all of them are getting off to these starts against the Bulls. The only one that didn't was Indiana. They they did theirs in the third quarter. Mm -hmm. Uh, But teams are getting off to these ridiculous starts. I just need that to stop for one quarter. You know what I mean? Like, just get out on your rotations. Not asking you to be, you know, world defenders and and things like that, but just get out on your rotations, man, and get out on your man. Stop leaving them wide open. They're better than that. I just think the Bulls are better than that.
2: The thing that has impressed me about the Bulls is that they have gone down but have fought their way back into games. Mm-hmm. So I know they have that in them to be able to get stops and get scores when they're down. Mm-hmm. They, I think... They just need to do it on both ends. Mm. It's like both of what you're saying. I don't, know, I don't know if I can add any more than that. Like You guys, you guys hit it. Like they, they need to be able to get off to better starts so that they don't have to dig themselves out of holes. Yeah. And then they need Zach and Damar. <laughs> <laughs> they need Zach and Damar to do what they do in the fourth quarter. Yes. And on nights where maybe it's not working for Damar, you get Zach scoring 20 in the fourth. That's it. So we know the offensive rating can be good in the fourth. Yep. It's just about the consistency. Um, I think, as I said before, in terms of, Zach being in out on the lineup, uh, Patrick just being up and down, Demar being up and down uh, Kobe and Andre are, are out now so it's just it's a lot of moving parts. Um, we saw when Zach Levine got moved into that second unit, mm-hmm. staggering Demar and Zach at the sort of the bridge between the first and the second and the third and the fourth quarters. That has worked really well. Mm-hmm. I, I said this with Mark and I think it's worth repeating again like just because you found something that works mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you shouldn't be willing to break that up to try to fit the rest of the pieces in the puzzle mm. together. Mm. So they've got like one corner of the puzzle set, which is that bridge with that second unit. Mm-hmm. They they still need to do some work, uh, sort of fitting the rest of those corners together so that they can be more consistent throughout the games. And maybe that means seeing Damar more with that second unit mm. or mm. you know whatever it may be, but uh, they have they have the right pieces there. They've just got to like massage them into place. Mm. I like that.
1: Uh, so, before we get out of here, Joey, can we take a look at the Bulls' upcoming schedule? Mm. Here's the next nine. The Bulls have played nine. Here are the next nine. Ooh. The Bulls will always tell you, hey, we take it one game at a time. Got to. The luxury we have, we don't have to take it one game at a time. There's the next nine on deck. (laughs) You see, starting tomorrow, you got to play Boston again. Yeah. You got to play Boston again Uh uh, a little ways further down there in November. Right. Right. You got a back-to-back home and away against the Raptors who are playing well, look strong, great defensive team, lengthy as hell. True. You got two against the Pelicans who, no joke, you got the Nuggets and Jokic, They serious. Orlando, Eh. the one gimme game in your next nine. They they play the Bulls
3: well, They They do. They do Mm
1: -hmm. play the Bulls well. Uh, Handed the Bulls down last year, if I recall. And then Milwaukee. At Milwaukee, first time you faced Giannis and the Bucks this season. That nine. Undefeated. That next nine. What what do you need to see the Bulls do record-wise in that next nine? Because that's a tough nine. Uh, Win. (laughs) That's what I need to see them do. Would you be happy with another five and four
3: in that nine? Yeah.
1: Yeah. are you going to ask for six and three?
3: No, give me the five and four. I'll take it. Yes, I want the six and three. If you want going to give it, give me the seven and two. Are you, you demanding six and three? <laughs> I'm demanding you win as many games as you possibly can out of that. I think it'll be five and four. I want seven and two. That's what I want. So I need them just to hit that stride, you know what I'm saying, sooner. Because I think as it gets later on that schedule, that's when it gets tough. Because like I said, Orlando, they play plays them tough. All that length they has is have is an issue. And Boston, you know, they're a problem. And then right after that, you play Milwaukee, who is always tough. So, yeah, let's try to get these in, man. But the Bulls, honestly, I still believe they haven't played that team yet that I just looked at and said, they're just better than you. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet. Even though they played Boston, the calf, I didn't see man. it that. Oh, mm. you know what? I excuse him. He's Cavs. right. I take that back. They He's are right. Good. The Cavs ran them. The Cavs ran their ass. Destroyed yes. The Cavs were absolutely better than and them. And they didn't They're even have Garland
1: better. back yet when nope. we played them. They did not.
3: You're absolutely I did right. I not Woo. want
2: to play them. Again.
3: They look way they look better cuz they were on fire out there. So yeah,
2: they look serious. For sure. But to to your point, the rest of it's true. And I think Boston and Milwaukee Uh, those both those teams they're gonna be playing at least once over the next stretch here Mm -hmm. uh are games that i think will tell me a lot about who and what this team is and if they can pull it together and go five and four in this stretch i think that would be a real win to be uh you know two games over 500 yeah 18 games into the season yeah I, i would even be okay with four and five just looking at how hard this this stretch is here but like they're gonna have to start winning some tough games and you know, we look at some of the teams that they beat. Obviously, Boston is doing really well, but, like, the Heat are not having the season that we expected the Heat would have. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia they lost to. Brooklyn they won, but obviously they're a dumpster fire right now. So they, they do have to do some more proving that they can beat some of these good teams. Okay. And Toronto is one of them. Boston is one of them. Uh, New Orleans is one of them. Denver, like, these are all teams that if they can get out of this stretch four and five, I'll feel, I'll feel like we learned something out of this mm. team because – just look at that schedule. It's not yeah, fun. It's brutal. It's not fun.
1: It's brutal. Very good teams, some of whom you have to play twice. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's it. We got to go. Uh, we've got the CHO Bears After Dark crew waiting in the wings, After so we had dark. to wrap up a little early tonight. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Keep it locked on right here, CHO Sports YouTube channel for CHO Bears After Dark. They're gonna have some fun while well, we got Thursday night football going on. Uh, and then also we'll have some Blackhawks post game for you guys after Blackhawks and Kings puck drop for that one is at 7:30, so we'll have post game for you following that. But we got Bears after dark, we got Eagles Texans
3: Eagles Thursday Texans. night
1: football. Uh, follow me. us on Twitter will underscore golly bow bwl sports underscore peg Joey Spathis. We are ch underscore under Bulls. Heads. Hit that thumbs up button before you head out if you haven't already. And uh, we will talk to you for pregame tomorrow night. Woo! Bulls Celtics, six thirty central time. Tip off. That means we will be here at pregame six p.m. Oh, mm. I
2: love a six thirty tip. Love a oh, six thirty tip. Grandpa
1: Willie. Tip.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: for Joey, Will, and Big Dave, I'm Peck. Thank you guys for listening today and every day. Appreciate you. Yeah. Love you. See you. Red, be good.
3: Peace.